Good afternoon everybody and welcome along to another episode of the Gamer Talks podcast. First I'd like to apologise to everyone. Due to various technical issues I'm aware that last week's episode wasn't available in all the usual places on release. Uh, In hindsight I've probably should have seen this coming what with the uh, changes to host and everything so I'd like to apologise for that. Right. Almost the show, and this week, as I mentioned, I want to talk about some of the gaming on-demand services out there, and also look at their impact. So, uh, the first one, obviously, Xbox Game Pass. I own it, as I'm sure we'll see you know, I own, I picked it up in November, it's currently a pound for the first month, uh, that's... I don't know, like a New Year offer. Uh, I would, I would guess it'd be at the end, at the end of this month. Um, but yeah, you can get your first month for a pound if you sign up now. It's usually nine pound a month, which is, I don't know what to make of that. It's the same price as PlayStation now. Uh, which I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, anyway, Game Pass nine pound a month. And for that you get, uh, obviously, games on release, which we've talked a lot about. You also get a discount as it's a storefront. Uh, However, you don't get any DLC with the games. You do get a few, uh, like a complete edition or something, but not DLC when it comes out. And there's also... No back catalogue, which is a bit of a blow if you want to play older games. Um, you know, you can, you, can, you can make what you want out. Um, some people can say, oh yeah, you know, the technology now, back then, doesn't support older technology and so on, I don't know. Um, or maybe they couldn't... Uh, make it run smoothly on today's hardware or something, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's a bit of a blow. It's like, uh, you know, you end up with games like Further Horizon 4, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Halo Infinity, Minecraft, Age of Empires, which is great, but you can't play, say, Further Horizon 3, or, uh, you know, Age of Empires 1. I can't remember if it's on there or not, I can't remember. Um, there are a few older ones, obviously Halo, uh, the Handsome Collection, that's Halo 1, 2, 3, 4, I think put together or something like that. Um, but yeah, apart from that, you can't really play a back catalogue, which PlayStation now has. Um, talk about that in a minute. But yeah, £9 a month, you get your games on release. You've now got EA Play. Well, you'll get EA Play eventually. It's on console already. The PC version still isn't here. It doesn't have a release date yet, which is pissing me off because I have that too. Um, you know, isn't a deal breaker. EA Play doesn't cost a fortune on its own, but um, it'd be nice to have two subscriptions in one. Right, PlayStation now. Um, it's a little bit different, so it's nine, it's nine pound a month as well, but you can also pay 
a quarterly price of £23, which works out as £7.67 a month, so slightly less. And then if you're really confident you want to buy it you know, for a year, you can pay a yearly subscription of £60, which works out as just £4.17 a month, so that's a bargain. Um, you also get a 7 day free trial as well, which is good. Um, one of its strengths is it has a back catalogue, a massive back catalogue um, of exclusives and also non-exclusives as well. Um, again, you get no DLC with them, although you do get complete editions when they come along. For example, the Horizon Zero Dawn complete edition is on there now. Um, where, one of the places that differs on Game Pass is that you don't get games on release, which I'm sure I've mentioned before, um, which, you know, is not a surprise considering so many, uh, I just know Sony kind of sees the PlayStation as the kind of go-to thing, you know, the go-to console for games, um, you know, so they release a game on PlayStation, keep away from everything else until they add it to the service a year later or whatever. Uh, which is, you know, which is fine. I don't really care either way. It's still worth it. I mean, as I said, you can pay for a year. That's only for 17 a month. So, you know, four quid to pay, play a bunch of... A bunch of really good games, you know, they're not brand new, but they're still really good. You know, games like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Uncharted, Bioshock, God of War, Ratchet Clank, and so on. You know, and there's hundreds of them, so you've got plenty of choice as well. Um, but yeah, exclusives go straight to PlayStation and then come to the service, maybe a year later or something, I don't know. Um... PlayStation Now itself is available on the console and the PC. Uh, the app, the PC version is on an app. Uh, similar to the console, but different as well. Um, one of the things that did let me down about it was that, uh, both when Sony released it and now, they said there would be a lot of PlayStation 2 games on it. And I was very excited about that. Um, because PlayStation 2, Xbox 360 was sort of the best era, sorry, the Xbox, the original Xbox, PlayStation 2 era was sort of the best era in terms of games. Um, so I was excited when I heard that, but there isn't any. Not that I can see anyway. I've had a look through the catalogue and I can't see any at all. Uh, which is a huge letdown, but it doesn't really subtract from the value too much. Um, yeah, I personally still think it would be worth it for Horizon Zero Dawn on its own. You know, you're talking about a game that was, well, £50 at release and then it got a few big DLCs, uh, you know, so it added to price and value. So to be able to play that for, they call it a £4 a month, is a no-brainer really. Um, and then there's a series of other uh, what were exclusives and other games. There's games that cross over between uh, PlayStation and Game Pass. You know, things like City Skylines are on both services. Um, 
which I own outright, you know, I'd, I'd rather not stream, stream City Skylines, um, I'm much more comfortable owning the Steam version outright because I can use the DLC and also the Steam Workshop support, which is a big deal for us PC players. Um, but yeah, you know, the Game Pass and PlayStation Now, it was interesting when... Uh, was it Jim Ryan just at the back end of last year? I can't remember. He was asked in an interview about... Um, you know, will you be um, creating a competitor, if you like, for Xbox Game Pass? And he basically said, well, we don't need to. We've already got PlayStation now. Which was interesting, because if you look at them, they are very similar. Um, the only real difference is the fact that Game Pass has games on release and PlayStation now doesn't. So that just makes you wonder... You know, will uh, they come up with a sort of upper tier, if you like, and charge you more in order to play games on release? That's, that's you know, it's possible. It's not beyond the realms of imagination. Um, I wouldn't, you know, I don't really care for that. There's, there's not really a lot of PlayStation exclusives coming out this year that I am desperate to play. You know. There's that death loop thing, not really that interested. Um, there's MXGP, not that interested. MotoGP, I should say. Um, and there's a couple other ones, but I'm not that interested. Um, which, you know, to me, it wouldn't make it make the upper tier worth the money. But you know, some people like that sort of thing. Uh, obviously, Game Pass has got the addition of EA Play on console, at least at the moment, which uh, adds a lot of value to it. Um, a lot of EA games, you know, things like uh, Star Wars games, FIFA games, and The Sims. Not always the newest ones, but, you know, it still adds games to the service. Um, so that's good. And then the possible addition of Ubisoft Plus as well. I mentioned that last week. That would be huge if it happened. I think even bigger than the EA Play deal. It's not a surprise. I mean, Xbox are... Um, they've talked about increasing the value of their Game Pass service um, by adding more things to it. Um... And it does make sense, considering the the cost of games now, you know. Um, obviously, games are going to keep, you know, they're going to stay expensive. But, you know, Xbox know that. Um, and you can subscribe to Game Pass for £9 a month, which is, you know, works out £108 a year. So that's, let's see, two games a year, three games a year. Compared to a service which offers you hundreds, you know, um, as they also get a discount on buying from the store as well. Uh, something that Xbox doesn't offer is the EA Play Pro. That's like the uh, upper tier from EA Play, if you like. Um, 
it's f fifteen pound a month or ninety pound a year, depending on what you want. Um, and it's, it's similar, you know, you get games on release. Uh, you get full versions if they're available, you know, complete edition or whatever. Um, you also get a discount on the store purchases, and it's got a back catalogue as well, uh, which is good. You know, so you can play games from now, you can also play games from years ago. You can play The Sims 4, for example, but you can also play The Sims 3. Uh, it doesn't have them all, it doesn't have The Sims 2, uh, for example. Uh, but it still has more than PlayStation now, which is good to see. Um, EA Play Pro is based on the Origin Storefront, which is another app. Uh, you can download to your PC or your console. Um, it, but if you want the, the Pro tier, the EA Play Pro tier, you have to buy it separately. It's a separate thing. So you could get your Game Pass for £9 a month and then you'd have to pay this as well. Um, so, you know, if I was going to do that, I'd probably go one or the other. I wouldn't go both. Uh, having said that... What's that? Ninety pound a year and hundred and eight pound a year. I mean, uh, and that, that, it depends how many games you play. You know, I don't really play a lot. I've got a few games installed that I kind of mosey between. Um, none of which are terribly new, to be fair. And I don't play hundreds of them. You know, hundreds of different games. Um, I I think I told you before I only play at the minute. I've downloaded a couple of their games. I haven't really played any of them to be honest, which makes me wonder why I'm paying for it. Um, which is why I'm eager for it to sort out its tie up with Xbox Game Pass as soon as possible. Um, my next payment cycle is due in March, so I'm hoping it's sorted before then, um, so I can cancel it and then just pay for one thing instead of two. Um, but yeah, that's EA Play Pro. Uh, the other one I wanted to talk about was uh, the one that I mentioned is coming to Mike to Game Pass, or might be coming to Game Pass. It's not being confirmed either way yet. And that is Ubisoft Plus, um, and that obviously is uh, Ubisoft kind of service, if you want. Um, it took over from Uplay Plus, um, and so I don't know, was a sort of rebranding, if you like. So yeah, Ubisoft Plus available for twelve ninety nine a month. Um, you know, games on release. It's got a back catalog as well. You get full editions, like premium editions, complete editions, whatever is available. Um, so it's, it's very similar to EA Play Pro. Um, of, you know, you don't get a free trial of Plus. Um, the thing about Ubisoft Plus is that, as I say, it's similar to EA Play Pro, so I'm wondering if Game Pass would uh, merging a lower cut down version of the of the system into their existing Ubisoft network, which you know, I wouldn't mind. I mean, a big back catalogue of Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, Tom Clancy games on Game Pass would still be good. 
you know, a lot of the uh, older Assassin's Creed games, you know, Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, they were very good games. Um, I really enjoyed them, I owned them at the time. Uh, you know, so I'll be, be happy to see them. Um, also, things like Trials Rising might end up on it, I don't know. Um, you know, what's interesting is we're talking about Ubisoft Plus here, and it's, uh, as I said, it releases games, games to the service on release. Um, and I think the next game and the next two games are going to be the Prince of Persia remake and Far Cry 6. Now, they will join the service on the day they become available. Will they join Game Pass or not? That's what I want to know. Obviously, we don't know at this point, but if they are, then I don't want to go out and buy Prince of Persia as well. So, just, you know, watch this space. Um, but yeah, I mean, games on it like Tom Clancy, Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed and Far Cry. I mean, there's some decent titles there. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I'm wondering if they go with like a lower, a lower tier, if you like, and add it to Game Pass. I don't know. Um, you know, there's been no real confirmation, if you like, either way. Xbox doesn't really like to uh, comment on rumors, so to speak. Um. But yeah, they, they they probably won't really say anything till it's confirmed. But you know, we can live in hope. Apparently, they're pretty sure it will happen. Um, but yeah, I don't know. If there's no official word. Um, I just want to finish off by saying, uh, you know, the other the other two services, PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live, they're very similar, obviously. Uh, you know, you you get your monthly game, you get your only multiplayer, you get your cloud storage and your store discounts. I mean, they're basically the same thing. Um, but obviously, PlayStation Plus is uh, the, the more valuable service based on the games that it's given out recently, the games on... PlayStation Plus have been a lot better than the games on Xbox Live. Uh, so yeah, if I was going to buy one, it would definitely be PlayStation Plus at this point. Obviously you need a console for that, but that's my opinion on which one I'd buy. Uh, in terms of services, um, as you know, I already have Game Pass. I've got Uplay as well. Not Pro, just uh, the lower tier. Um... It's going to be joining the Game Pass eventually. Um, you know, is, is it worth it? I mean, I've got a lot of games downloaded from me Play, as I said. I've also got a lot of games downloaded from Game Pass. And I've played them once or twice, but I haven't really gone back to them. Um, you know, games like Forza, Microsoft, um, Microsoft Flight Simulator, I should say, No Man's Sky, Doom Eternal. I haven't really played them more than once, which makes me think, you know, is it worth paying for it? Um, as I say, it's £9 a month. Um, I'll probably just keep it going because my brother uses it as well. 
Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Make make of that what you will. But yeah. Um, interestingly, they 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 cancelled their uh, annual subscription plan due to lack of uptake. I'm not sure you can cancel a subscription plan because of lack of uptake, but there you go. Um, but yeah, nine point a month. I'll probably just keep it going for now um, because it's monthly. I cancel any time. Uh, I'm kind of interested in PlayStation now, but you know it's the same price, so I don't really want to pay for them both if I'm not going to use them all. Um, and then EA Play Pro and Ubisoft Plus. I'm not that bothered about games on release, so I'm not really bothered at the moment. But if they both end up on Xbox, then I don't need to worry about them anyway. Um, that's kind of your main services. I know there's a couple other ones out there. Um, there's something called the Utomic on the PC, which I haven't looked at. Um, but anyway, if I was going to get one, it would probably actually be PlayStation Now, because that's the kind of gamer I am. Um, you know, I, I own Game Pass at the minute, as you know, but PlayStation Now just has a, a bigger catalogue. Um, it also has a back catalogue. Uh, I quite like older games, so that suits me. That's the type of gamer I am. Uh, I'd, I'd get the yearly plan, which is much, much cheaper. You know, it's only four quid a month, which is, might as well be free. You know, it's like a pound a week. Uh, you don't get games on release, but I don't, I don't care about that. Uh, as I say, it's available on PC, so that should be fine. It's also a storefront, so if I wanted to buy something for a discounted price, I could. Uh, the lack of PS2 games does worry me a little bit, um, but, you know, I'm hoping they add some later on. Um, but yeah, there's there's plenty of games on there at the moment to play. I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn was a good game, but I never really got into it. Uncharted, I've never played, believe it or not. Uh, Ratchet & Clank, I, you know, I really like the Ratchet & Clank series. Um... So I would be very excited to get back into that. And then God of War, I never played either. Um, and obviously there's plenty of others. Um, I'm not a big fan of EA games anyway. A lot of them are poor. You know, The Sims 4 was poor. FIFA is the same every year. Uh, Need for Speed games I used to like, but they're getting dull. Uh, you know, and I don't play Star Wars games, so I'm not that bored about you play pro. And then Ubisoft, you know, Assassin's Creed, I went off years ago, Watchdog, I've never played. Far Cry is a first person shooter, which I don't like. Um, so yeah, I would recommend PlayStation now just for the, just for the amount of games on it, I think. Uh, makes it well worth the money in my opinion um, so that's my my verdict on what I do um, right just before we move on cyberpunk I don't want to mention too much about cyberpunk I had a rant at you all at the end of last year but I just was it was it yesterday Wednesday I can't remember on Twitter the CD Projekt Red have apologised again 
for uh, for the game, for the release, for the bugs, whatever. Um, which is interesting, you know, make of that what you will. Um, interestingly, they've... I mean, since this all came about, really, they've, you know, they've taken responsibility, which is something that a lot of companies don't do, um, which I find interesting. Um, and then they've said they're going to release patches and things and try and fix it, um, which is good, I guess. Nice to see they're supporting it rather than just throwing out and leaving it. Um, unfortunately, it will, you know, because of all this, it will probably never be the game it was meant to be. Um, you know, in the run-up to its release, it was teased as a sort of the future of RPGs and the gateway to the new generation and all this nonsense, um, but that's not really going to be the case. Um, I think something like The Elder Scrolls 6 will be the new generation of RPG when it comes. That's not even a thing yet, but there you go. Um, interestingly, it feels like Cyberpunk was released last week. It's been two months now. It was... Released on November the 11th, of course. Um, so, yeah, it's been with us for two months. Um, you know, so, yeah, they've seen Project Red. They've had time to look over it and decide what's wrong. Decide what action they're going to take. Uh, the fact that they've apologised and then taken responsibility is, I don't know, promising, I guess you could say. Um, they've obviously realised they've done wrong um, the, the thing I don't get though is they said after release not long after release they said that they knew there was going to be problems but released it anyway why? why did they do that? I don't understand that um, I understand fans might want to see it and all that but you could have delayed it again um, or I mean, the, the thing the thing I don't get is whenever a game uh, developer reveals a release date, they're putting pressure on themselves. Um, so I'd say never release a date until you're 100% sure it will be ready and will work. Um, I don't know if this is due to a lack of testing or lack of care or you know, technical issues, but I just, yeah, I don't know what they've, I don't know what they expected, really. I mean, if you release a game that you know, you already know doesn't work, then you're only going to get a backlash, you know, it's not going to be a good thing. Um, anyway, I want to quickly talk about a game I bought in the Steam sale um, as well. Last week I told you I got Surviving Mars. This week, another one I got that is American Truck Simulator. Um, it's it's a digital edition, so it's Steam only. It's put together by SCS Software. It came out in February 2016, so it's actually almost five years old now. Um, that follows on from Euro Truck Simulator 2, which was October 2012. And then Euro Truck Simulator 1, which was August 2008. 
so yeah, you could call it a truck sim franchise if you want, or chain or whatever. Um, anyway, the game um, does exactly what it says in the tin, you know, you're you know, a trucker, you're driving across America delivering freight, getting paid for it, um, which is surprisingly fun, you know, you would have thought it was shit, but it's actually really good. Um, it does require some concentration, but it's still good fun, you know. So yeah, the game does exactly what it says the tin. Um, interestingly, it's one of those games that's kind of survived the test of time, you know. Um, as I said, it came along in February 2016, so it's almost five. Um, it, you know, it still looks great, it still sounds great. It's still relatively popular. Um, yeah, you know, it's too well. It's also still being uh, updated and getting add-ons and things, which is nice to see. It also has uh, Steam Workshop support because it's on Steam, of course. Um, one of the things which I don't know if I like or not is it has a lot of DLC. Some of it is free, which is a nice sign, but I don't like paying for lots of DLC, uh, as you know, um, so, you know, make it that way you will. Um, what I would say is that, um, you know, obviously by the name, American Truck Simulator, you think you're going to get all of America, or like a large part of America to, to drive around, but you only get a small portion of the map, I think it's two states in the, you know, in the base game, two states or three states, which is a tiny portion of America. Now, I can understand that it requires a lot of work, you know, there's a lot of cities, a lot of detailing, you've got the highway network, the trucks, the freight to work on, you've got the economy, a lot to work on, but, um, yeah, to only have a couple of states available is not not great. I mean, you can get more through DLC. One of them is actually free, so you get a free state, and then you can buy more, which is nice. But the fact that you only get, you know, a few in the base game is not great, if I'm honest. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. It gives you enough work anyway. Uh... Another thing that I don't like, maybe about the economy, I don't know, is making money is a grind. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, you can drive your truck and, say, deliver your freight to somewhere and get paid, I don't know, 15 grand, which is a lot. But then you've got to pay to repair any damage or burst tires or crashes, anything. You've got to pay to refuel, which can cost several hundred dollars. Uh, you've got to obviously pay uh, for, you know, if you're trying to save up to buy a garage or a new truck, you to save that money. Um, and garages are expensive, like $200,000, so it takes a lot of journeys save up, which is a bit of a bastard, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, and then, something else interesting, you get cruise control. 
uh, which is uh, unpredictable, I think is the word to use there. Um, it's, I'm sure you all know what cruise control is in trucks, you basically turn it on and it holds that speed until you turn it off again or take over control, um, which, you know, which is fine. Um, but it doesn't always work, uh, which is annoying. You know, you're sitting on a, a highway doing 60 and you put on the cruise control and, and for whatever reason it decides not to turn on, so you slowly uh, grind to a halt on the middle of a, a freeway. You know, it's a bit of a nightmare. Um, also, the... Um, You know, the, the, there's quite a lot of malfunctions, shall we say, in the game, in terms of vehicles. Um, you know, you will have your truck and it will... If you have a small accident, the engine will malfunction. Not right away, later on, because it's damaged. Say you're on a highway or something. Um... What I don't like is if you have an engine malfunction, the vehicle just ceases to stop. It doesn't roll away with the engine turned off, it just freezes in that location. And on an open road, that can be a bit of a nightmare, you know. Um, you know, a few, a few other things I don't like. I mean, the fuel, fuel gauge doesn't seem very... Um, how can I put this? It'll stay full and then it'll suddenly drop to almost empty. There seems to be no in between. Also, the markers for the um, gas stations, the rest stops, everything. All the markers look the same, so it's very hard to tell which one is which. Um, but yeah, I picked it up for £3.74, so it's like. You know, what's not to like about that? Um, right, next. And what have I been doing this week? I've been playing Skyrim. I've been back in Skyrim. I love Skyrim. Um, it was actually released back in November 2011. So this is the 10th anniversary of it this year. Um, and it's still a great game. You know, it's still... Looks amazing. Uh, it's very pretty. Um, I know the special edition things. I've got updated graphics, um, but even the base games still to this day is pretty good. You know. Um, so yeah, it survived the test of time well. Um, as I say, it's a very pretty game, which is one of the things that draws people to it. I think the you know the snowy mountains around Fall Creep and the Grassy tundra at White Run and the hot springs south of Riften, uh, you know, and the dragons and the spriggans and things um, are nice, you know, and there's plenty to do. Some people have said it gets a bit repetitive, um, but you know, I don't mind that at times um, because you know, you can find yourself. Um, Fighting Thalmor in Northwatch Keep and then going through Brittleshim Pass to find the word wall, you know, so there is a bit of differentiation there, which I don't mind, you know, it's just killing baddies, which I enjoy doing. Um, 
the DLC when it first came out added a bit more to the game as well. The the Dragonborn, uh, and then the Hearthfire, and then the the Vampire one as well. I can't remember what it was called. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It is what it is. It's nice to. It's nice to see. Um, not just some more gameplay, but a, a new area to explore in Solstheim. When it was added, that was nice to see. Especially for me, who's played Morrowind as well. Uh, you know, we saw Solstheim, I saw Solstheim there in Morrowind when there was, uh, you know, no people, no buildings, no docks, no shipping, none of that nonsense. And then you come to it in, in, uh, in Skyrim and it's, what, 100 years later or something, I think. A thousand years later, I don't know. And it's all built up, you know. You've got people, you've got cities and towns, you've got a dock, you've got ships, you've got all sorts of things to collect and everything. Obviously, it's changed a bit because the uh, Red Mountain erupted, but it's still there, you know. Uh so that was nice to see. I'm actually on my third playthrough of it. Uh, you know, I got it originally on PlayStation 3, um, and I played through it then, and I completed the story. Um, I can't remember how far I was in Miss Lady's Quest, but there you go. Um, I then got a copy on PlayStation 4, briefly, and had a play of that. I never completed it because I only had it for a few months before I sold it again. But I did own it for a bit anyway. And then this is my third playthrough. I own it on PC now, the special edition. Um, and I'm, I, you know, I'm not very far through the story. I'm not in a rush or anything. Um, I'm just kind of. Hanging about, taking it easy, um, which is my sort of play style. Um, interestingly, if you haven't played it or you don't own it on Game Pass on uh, Xbox, it's on Game Pass for consoles as we speak. Uh, if you want to download it and play it, I don't think it contains the DLC, but I could be wrong. You'll have to find that out for yourself. Um, Interestingly, if it doesn't, though, I'd still recommend it. I mean, it doesn't take too much away uh, from the experience. Uh, obviously, the Dragonborn quests were good, but not essential. The Hearthfire house-building thing, again, was nice, but not essential in any way. And the Vampire Quest line was, you know, it gave you the option to become a vampire, it was a nice touch, but again, it wasn't essential in any way, uh, which I guess is good, you know, it, it, um, it, it means if you don't own those DLCs, it doesn't matter, you know, uh, which is good. Um, anyway, a couple of other games I have noticed recently, which I want to talk about. First one, is uh, something that I picked up on because of the name, because of its it's currently what we're kind of going through. That's Rainbow Six Quarantine. Um, it's 
you know, it's, it's being put together by Ubisoft Montreal and published by Ubisoft themselves. Um, it's meant to come out early this year, you know, so maybe March, April time. There's still no confirmation yet. It's going to be available on everything. PS4, Xbox One, PC, but not new, new gen stuff. Um, it's going to be a three-player tactical co-op shooter. Is what it's described as. Um, although it can be a single player game as well. Um, it's set in the future of the Rainbow Six world. Which to me doesn't mean anything. You know, I haven't really played the Rainbow Six games. So I don't really know what that means. Um, I've watched some video footage and it's... You know, it looks cool. It is a first-person shooter, but it looks very good, I must say. However, something I did notice in the video is it's very... Um, it's very... It's very dark. There's lots of scary noises and people screaming and monsters. It, which strikes me as a bit of a horror game, to be honest, but I don't know. Um... Yeah, so there you go, it can be single player, um, obviously I won't buy it because it's an FPS, but if it does end up on Game Pass, um, then I, you know, I will try it. Um, maybe as a co-op, because I know people that play them, but also as a single player as well, because the other two people in your team will then just be controlled by AI, um, which, you know, it works, works well. Um, I don't mind being in a team with AI, you know, it takes me back to, um, oh god, what was that game on PlayStation 2, was it? Socom US Navy Seals was very similar, um, you know, you, you, you worked in a, a sort of unit, if you like, a team, so maybe five years, the rest of you were AI computer members, um, and yeah, it was very good. It's also similar to Call of Duty type things, you know, when you're in a unit and carry on task. Uh, so yeah, if it comes to Game Pass, I might play it. But I won't buy it outright. Um, anyway, another game is the James Bond game, which I mentioned to you before. Uh, it's being put together by IO Interactive. Um developed and published uh, and it sort of takes over from Hitman 3 you know Hitman 3 is the kind of last one in the Hitman franchise um, uh, you know and then once it's out which is in um, what six days is out in the 18th like I said sorry a couple of days um, once it's out, they will focus all their efforts on this James Bond game, I presume. Um, interestingly, the game was announced fairly recently. Um, it's kind of in the same window as the movie release. The movie was due out last year. It's been delayed. I think it's due out in April, maybe? I can't remember. Depends what happens with uh, cinemas and crowds and things uh, but yeah I thought the timing was interesting there um, it's, it's been given the working title of Project 007 
which sounds cool now, but it would also work as an actual title when it was released. Um, because as I said, it's not going to be based on any films or anything. Um, so they could just end up calling it Project 007. I'd have no problem with that. Um, as I said, uh, as I mentioned a minute ago, it's going to be a brand new original story. It's not based on a film. Um, which is good because the last couple of films have been sort of ropey. They've been decent, but not brilliant. You know, the Skyfall, uh, Quantum of Solace, uh, all that stuff. You know, Spectre, they've been decent, but not good. I, I, I much prefer the older ones, you know, like uh, Thunderball, Mama the Golden Gun, Octopussy, stuff like that, uh, the original films. Um, this all comes about after Activision gave up the license to James Bond games back in 2012. Uh, and it's kind of been out in the wilderness since. I mean, I know EA have tried to make a few games, Bond games. They haven't been great, but they've tried anyway. Um, you know, there's, there's no release date or price details or console or anything yet, but um, I don't think it'll be ready for a while, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, there you go. It's something to to look forward to, I certainly am. Um, right, another one, which is actually very similar, that you might have read about, is the Indiana Jones game. And that like the James Bond game has been announced in the same sort of window as the movie, uh, which I'll get get onto in a minute. Um, it's been put together by Machine Games, who did uh, Wolfenstein. It's been polished by Bethesda. So it's another new IP for them. Um, and another similarity, it's going to be another brand new original story. It's not going to be based on a a movie or a comic or anything. Um, again, no details um, yet, but who knows. Um, interestingly, it's been put together by Bethesda, so will it end up as an Xbox exclusive? I don't know. I hope not, to be honest. Um, yeah, I hope not. I hope it's available to, well, to everyone. I think... Uh, was it Phil Spencer made a very good point recently where he said that it would be very difficult for Xbox to recoup their investment by taking games away from players. Uh, and that's a very good point. You know, you you take it away from PS4, you're basically cancelling out a third of your uh, user base. Uh, and that's going to be a lot of money. Um... You know, so can they do that? Probably not. I mean, they could, but I don't think they could afford to in terms of making the money back. Um, but, you know, I don't know what the plans are. Um, I see they probably won't make any plans until the game's in some sort of uh, release window. But, um, yeah, I see it's, it's uh, well... I don't think it's even been started yet. It was only announced the other day. 
Um, is it going to be does Bethesda's become like a, I don't know would you say staple of quality maybe or staple of whatever um, so does that mean it'll be good I don't know um, but interest as I say Bethesda's only publishing it it's been developed by Machine Games um, you know so make it that way you will I never played Wolfenstein uh, But yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this, about that as well, about both those. Right. Anyway, on to the news. Uh, a couple of couple of news snippets I've picked up. The first one, the new Sims 4 expansion. Uh, that's called the Sims 4 Paranormal. Uh, it's going to be a stuff pack, so it'll probably cost about £15. Uh it adds a haunted house and some ghosts and some other stuff. Uh, a new career line, I think. Uh, supposedly, it's going to be released on the 26th. So it's uh, 11 days. Uh, you know, it, it, it's add-on pack number 40 for the game. Um, which, I don't know. I don't know why they're doing that you know I mean obviously people keep buying them but um, I personally think it's time for the Sims franchise to end and I'll talk more about that next week um, but yeah add on pack number 40 I mean now long could keep going you know or can Max just come up with something else I don't know uh, again, it sounds cool. I won't buy it, obviously. I don't play The Sims anymore anyway. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what the reviews and things of that are like. But I'm not that interested, really, um, in that. Right, uh, the Indiana Jones movie, as I just mentioned, um, it's going to be the fifth and final movie. Um, which is, you know, not a surprise. I think uh, Harrison Ford is too old for it now. I think, you know, they're end to get moving on to something new, which is fine by me. Um, Harrison Ford will return as Indiana Jones. Uh, this will be his last outing as it. That comes after he was... Uh, he was killed off on... Was it the Force Awakens? Star Wars? He was killed off? I can't remember. Uh, it's due to come out in July 2022. So not anytime soon. But, you know, the fact that it exists is good, I guess. Um, you know, I've, I've never been a big Indiana Jones fan. Partly because he came out before I was born. Well, they started being me before I was born. Um, but yeah, once I, I watch this one and then I might, you know, if they're all bundled together in a, a box set or something, I might buy the box set or something. We'll see. Um, something that's not so good is that the producer, Frank Marshall, recently came out and said they don't even have a script yet. Um, which is, you know, a bit concerning, but they've got over a year 
to do it, so I don't know what to make of that. Um, but yeah, I, that was in uh, was it December, so that's been a month, so it might have one now, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm intrigued, I think is the word, to see what comes of this. Um, as I see, it's going to be the the last one. It it's similar to the Matrix franchise I mentioned last week. The Matrix getting a new movie at the end of this year, um, and it's similar in that it's being resurrected after a long time. Um, it's going to see some familiar faces. Um, it's yet to be seen whether the Matrix Four will be the last one. I don't think it will, but we'll see. Um, and this is quite similar. Obviously, it's a different type of film, but the fact that it's being resurrected and bringing back Harrison Ford is a similarity. Anyway, we'll see what happens with that. Um, Lucasfilm Games has been uh, sort of resurrected, I guess is the word. Um, it was originally put together in 1982 by George Lucas. Um, it was to, I don't know, to deal with the sort of Lucasfilm uh, video game element film thing. Um, it produced games at the time such as Monkey Island and then Star Wars Jedi Knight. Um, it was then rebranded as LucasArts in the mid-90s. I'm sure you'll be familiar with LucasArts, I was. Um, it then ceased to exist in 2012 when Disney took over Lucasfilm. Uh, LucasArts kind of died off. They've obviously brought it back for whatever reason. It will become an umbrella for all the sort of video game properties including Star Wars games with the the first one probably being the uh, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, which released later in the year. Um, it's then going to encompass the Indiana Jones game whenever it arrives, um, because Indiana Jones is a Lucas Lucasfilm thing as well. Um, which, you know, is good. It doesn't really affect us. Um, the only difference really is that you will see the Lucasfilm Games logo on your screen instead of the uh, LucasArts logo or the Disney logo or whatever. Um, so it's not going to change much from our point of view. Uh, one more thing, uh, you know, and sticking with the Star Wars game. And that is Ubisoft, and they are working on an open-world Star Wars game themselves. Um, it will belong to Lucasfilm Games as well, uh, whatever it comes along. Uh, I think it was only announced the other day, so it's probably a long way off as well. Um, it's being developed by Massive Entertainment, who did The Division. Um, and then it'll be presumably published by Ubisoft and given to Lucasfilm Games. Um, obviously no release window or detail or anything. The only thing I did say is it will use the Snowdrop engine. Which 
I've never heard of, so that's obviously a new thing, and new usually means good, you know, so I'm uh, intrigued, I think is the word by that, um, it could be an MMO, but I hope not, I don't like MMOs myself, uh, there's been no confirmation, but, you know, it could be, um, but yeah, we'll see what happens with those. Um, but yeah, a few things to look forward to, which is good considering uh, the first half of this year doesn't have an awful lot in it. Right, uh, let's leave it there for this week. Uh, as usual, I'd like to thank you all for listening. Um, if you have anything you'd like me to mention, then please let me know using the at GamerTalk handle on Twitter. Next week, as I said, I'll be looking at the video game franchises and their future. Uh, until then, as always, keep gaming, keep safe, and I'll see you all next week.